thank you for joining us. This is William and Andrew with Allegory Gallery Interviews, and we're here today with Cheryl and Lipstrew. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. So why don't you let us know who you are and a little bit about what you do for those who may not know you. Okay. Um, well, my name is Cheryl Lamb, and I am a professional artist. I do murals, body painting, illustrations, and fine art portraits. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about where people may have seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> it always goes back to this. Right. <laughs> well, there are a number of places, but <laughs> a few bigger than others, maybe. Um, your television sets. I was a featured contestant on uh, GSN's Skin Wars Season 2 and Skin Wars uh, Fresh Paint, which is a spinoff of Skin Wars. And it was an amazing adventure in art on national television. Great. Yeah, I came in the final four. That's awesome. Thank Tell you. Tell us a little bit about your experience doing that. Um, my experience filming Skin Wars was really like like a roller coaster ride. It was extreme moments of amazing happiness where RuPaul is complimenting my earrings and my lipstick. <laughs> and I'm just like having fangirl wow. moments. And right. then... It was so hard because we would film sometimes for 14 hours, 15 hours a day and hardly get any sleep and food was, you know, like it, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't the easiest thing to do right. is to go on national television, but <laughs> I'm an extrovert at heart, so I love every minute of it. That's great. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. So how did you get into this? How did I get into body painting? Into body painting. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I became a body painting model first. A friend of mine, Madeline Greco, she was a nude figure model for a figure drawing class. And at the time, I was um, just coming out of classical school from in Asheville. And I moved back to Winston-Salem. I think this is 2011, like the the end of 2010 and beginning of 2011. And so um, I met Madeline and she showed me pictures of her art and it was body painting and I, my mind was simply blown. And um, she and I just kind of instantly struck up a, an instant friendship. I felt like she was my long lost sister. She loved colors. I love colors. She loved horses. I love That's horses. Awesome. So <laughs> it was like, where have you been all my Mesh. life? Yeah. yeah. And when she told me she loved horses, I immediately thought, oh, will you come to my parents' horse farm and paint me and my horse? And I didn't even think of myself as an artist at first. I only thought I wanted to become this woman's canvas. And what is this magical thing of body painting? And so she did. She came and she painted me. And that day literally transformed my life. And I, became I remember a body painter. pictures of that. Mm -hmm. When it first came out, right? Yep. It was amazing. It was a little bit Lady Godiva-esque. Like Avatar slash Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you two have known each other for a while. So how did you meet? Well, I lived in Asheville for a little time. And my sister also, Sheila, um, who is also an artist. And with my other sister, Cynthia, who is also an artist. And Cheryl Ann and my sister Sheila went to school together mm -hmm. at the Fine Arts League of the Carolinas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't you study with Ben Long? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was our master painter. And Sheila, I think, attended two semesters and a couple classes. And it was a really small school. 
And we really, I just really liked her. Like, she was amazing, and we got along really well. And she would bake chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and she even painted me a chocolate chip cookie painting. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think yeah. the first painting that I ever saw you do was of a flower sack mm-hmm. with a sifter. Yeah, making biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> making biscuits. Yeah. And then the second painting was of onions. Yeah, the still lives. Because I was in, it's a classical um, training school for uh, like a small master to an apprentice style program. And so okay. I was doing these uh, slow art movement of, of really taking your time um, to... Uh, to capture like the light, we used only north light and old masters materials and walnut oils and traditional paint, and um, that was really a fascinating experience. And I should probably do more still life since every still life I've painted has sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, they but they take so long. Yeah, that well, just in that class, so we would work on them three days or two days a week whenever you had the scheduled class time, and um, it was a three month semester so that session was um, a slow study trying to capture the light and I had never painted that slowly before and I really enjoyed like learning the process of grinding Mm -hmm. the pigment making my own paint and you know really appreciated the school for the education that I received it was amazing and you have a lot of background in different old master techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've apprenticed under a lot of different painters. I lived in Spain and apprenticed under Señor Javier Pamplona, who's a famous artist, Spanish artist. Um, and I just happened to kind of stumble upon him and his gallery through mutual friends. And he just, he saw my drawings and he took me under his wing and he was like, draw every day, paint every day. And at the time, I was just too busy being like a 24-year-old in Spain, like, you know what that means? So I was like, what do you mean draw every day? And then I was like, oh, yeah, if I do draw every day, what's going to happen? And now that's definitely what I do. Because you did fresco studies yeah. and mural studies. Mm-hmm. And you did your mural, mural studies here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, right? at PCAD, Pennsylvania College of Art and Design. They had a mural certification program that was taught by Janet Tooth, Toth, Janet Toth, I think. And um, yeah, that was just a, a, a few weeks program, just kind of learning how to project and how to blow a picture up from like five inches to 50 feet. Like, how wow. do you make that happen? Right. And so um, that was really That's fun. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. I really enjoyed the, the studies and learning. I've just kind of always known I wanted to be an artist. And that was after I went to PCAD that I decided to move to Asheville. I think that was in 2006. And then I moved to Asheville in 2007. And that's where we met. That's where you met. And have kept in touch. Yeah, through Facebook. Thank goodness yeah. for Facebook, right? Yeah, all that social media yeah. out there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've been all over mm-hmm. the world since since we've last yeah. seen hung each out. other, right? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Well, I travel for the body painting. There's competitions hosted all around the world. Mm-hmm. So we do body painting um, 
and I just came back from Daegu, South Korea. There was a competition hosted by the Korean government, and um, it was like for um, Visit Daegu, it was like a tourism board, and they wanted to bring artists from around the world, so they decided to have this very prestigious competition with, and it's for professionals, you know, with really high stakes, high prize money. I think the grand prize was 9000 Oh, wow. And it's, yeah, it's really nice, yeah. and so it's... Um, like an opportunity to for me and my team to go and be hosted by the Korean government and experience their culture. And they, they took us around and we ate traditional Korean food and um, went to a Buddhist temple and That's got an to... awesome experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was incredible, like a once-in-a-lifetime experience, except for I'm going back again next year. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't you go as a model before? I did, before, for Madeline and her husband, the same woman who painted me. In 2011, in 2012, they were going to Korea, and they didn't have a model. They were just going to use whatever model they could find when they got there. And I said, well, wait a minute. I'll be your model. Oh, nice. I love this. And and so they were like, okay, well, if you can, you know, find the plane ticket. And so I had all my drawings and paintings from art school. So I hosted an art sale. And I think um, I I was able to fundraise in one night through selling all my paintings. Nice. Enough money. I think it was $1,200 to buy the plane ticket. So I was able to fundraise like $1,500 so I could buy my plane ticket and have like a little bit of spending money. Right, yeah. um, and then I stayed in Korea for... A few weeks and got to do some plein air painting and traveled around. It was just really, it was lovely. I just had a lovely experience. So what was your first competition? My first competition was in 2013 and it was the North American Championships that was hosted in Atlanta, Georgia. And I entered the emerging artist category because even though I'd gone to art school and I'm a painter, I had only been body painting for like two months. Oh, wow. Like before the competition. I bought my first set of paints and just painted the same design like 10 times and really figured out what I wanted to do. And then I walked into the competition and won it. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That was an amazing experience. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is something that I can do. Like, I can do this really well. And um, the executive producer for Skin Wars was there at that competition. And she called me and solicited me for the show. Oh, wow. So that's how I ended up being on the show. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So kind of walk us through... A typical body, body paint. paint. Okay, so body paintings normally take about six to eight hours because you think about the human canvas. Most models are five feet to six feet tall. You know, just depends. And timed competitions are always six hours usually. Skin Wars is a little different because it's for the TV show, so mm-hmm. they would have different challenges. It would be two hours or three hours or four or whatever. But it's always usually timed. Um, and... It is a head-to-toe process uh, where you literally cover the person in paint and design and often quite intricate designs that are, um, you know, many portraits of people, places, all kinds of beautiful landscapes. Like, the, the human body literally becomes a canvas. And for me, I fell in love with that aspect because my canvas has a heartbeat. And what could be better than that? And it's amazing. Yeah, so your canvas literally talks to you. Right. Yeah. So what kind of things do you like to paint? I've seen you do camouflages before. Sure. So what kind of topics or 
you were talking a little bit about um, some of the thought that goes into your paintings. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a very spiritual person mm-hmm. and I'm also very intuitive. And my favorite thing to paint is for people to do what I call soul painting. Okay. And it's a very special. If you can imagine your soul in any colors, any things, and the flowers you love, the colors you love, the places you love, the people you love, your cats, you mm-hmm. know, all right. these things that you love incorporated into an intuitive design on your body. And it's a very healing, transformational experience for the model or the person that's receiving the art. And they kind of go on this meditation journey because it's six hours mm-hmm. of standing with me in front of a mirror where you're being completely transformed in art and so it's just such a moving experience for every person that receives the art and it's um it's an incredible gift I, i love it and you work with a team doing that don't you i do i usually collaborate with other artists or assistant artists i have videographers photographers and a for the for a guided meditation tours, it's kind of a new addition. I'm collaborating with an executive consultant who's certified in neurolinguistic training that can really guide a person. And um, it, you know, it's almost like a psychiatry session, but okay. it's a personal your meditation. What what do you need to work on to um, elevate that person to a different level? So it's um, very vibrational and, and amazing experience. And yeah. I, I love doing it. It's my absolutely favorite thing to do. That's great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. such an amazing once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience that you're helping. Yeah, and, and I want it to be... Not, you know, because a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, I want to be body painted because it's a bucket list thing. Like, I really want to do this. I want to, you know, feel this experience. And, but your canvas, it it just washes away. So it doesn't have to be once in a lifetime. You can book me as many times as you want. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody changes through time. Exactly. Especially with the, yeah, with the meditational aspect of it and. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. And it's um, especially healing for the people who receive the art. And when I see the, the, the person who's just been painted like shining, like just glowing and feeling so happy and and the way I can describe it is you know how when you get a haircut or you buy oh, a yeah. fresh you know shirt you powerful and, after that haircut or yeah you yeah. look good mm, right. and people say wow you look great today or I love your hair and and right. it just is that good feeling imagine that magnified and on steroids times a thousand <laughs> yeah. because you're body painted and people are just like oh you're so beautiful and and all the compliments you get and it's really a kind of a community experience because it takes a team of people to create the art and capture the magic with through photography and film. And then it's a, a community experience and an interaction with the viewers, whoever sees the person painted and the love that the person receives in return mm-hmm. is, it's exceptional. It's, it looks very freeing. It is, and um, very moving, and people have uh, different reactions to it, um, but every reaction is a kind of a source of healing in themselves that they didn't realize that they needed, and um, 
they, to capture those reactions on videos, I've, I've worked with a lot of uh, different videographers, and on my website, I have a whole soul painting section Great. where you can read about it and watch videos of people who get painted. I even painted a 74-year-old woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a, she does yoga, and she's very strong, so for her to stand for the six hours mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal. You know, we took breaks, and she could sit, and then we stopped and ate lunch, and, you know, took our time with the painting, but, um, yeah, she was amazing. We had a great time. But you also do, um, there is political activism. Oh, yeah. In your work as there, well. Yeah, I'm kind of a, um, I don't know how to describe it, but I really enjoy putting art out there that almost makes people uncomfortable in a way that they need to be aware of these issues and aware of things. And I, you know, I can walk into a competition and go in front of judges and then have a platform where 18 million viewers saw my art on Skin Wars. Right. And then now it's it's even more millions because of Netflix. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix. And and then at the, the competition where we were filmed in Korea, that was filmed on live television. And so in front of like an audience of over 5 million viewers. And so to have this large of an audience see that my painting was on trans rights or on women's rights or on female genital mutilation or on, you know, all, all these multiple different platforms that I've done my art for. It's really been life-changing for me. And whereas an artist, I'm very humbled and grateful to have the opportunity, but it's um, incredible to, to make my art about such poignant um, problems that exist in the world today and bring it to the attention of others. Well, I think as an artist, you're using your talents and ability to explore the world in a way that is unique to you and what interests you. Sure. So you have this Mm -hmm. dichotomy of the soul paintings, um, which is more about the other person, but you also have... Mm-hmm. You know, your political activism, where it's more about you, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, also other people. Well, but but it's you, it seems like your inspiration comes a lot from those you help or could help through this. Very much so. And it comes a lot through being a female artist and having been, you know, um, subjected to a lot of uh, what is our patriarchal society that we mm-hmm. live in and a lot of. Um, objectification of women in general and it just pisses me off and so I really enjoy pissing other people (laughs) off with my art sometimes you know and sometimes to get the point across like that's what artists do they just are on the forefronts of change. It's a way to stretch those borders a little bit. Yeah, and open people's minds and make them think, wait, what? You know, because when I did my presentation on female genital, genital mutilation, and that was for um, body fine art competition in Los Angeles, and I won first place with that painting, but I literally right. made the judges cry, and two of the judges had no idea what it was. These are moderate, and, and there were three male judges, and... I walk in with my model that I had painted scissors and a rose over her vagina, and I walk in with a razor blade, and I create this dramatic performance, and I go one cut for the 250 million women in over 26 countries who have experienced female genital emulation. And it's just, the statistics are horrifying out there, and I... um, I really want to be able to use my art as a platform to get people aware. 
Like, they should know about this. Right. Oh, yeah. We should know what's happening. And through education, we could stop this this atrocities. And if someone is uneducated and they can't read, if they see a picture of a rose with scissors going over it, they instantly understand right. what this... They get it. They get it. Yeah. So that's where the art, I think, is so powerful, where it moves people. I think any good art does that. You yeah. know, you're evoking uh, an emotional response. Right. And sometimes that emotional response is really necessary. Because if you considered or think of your daughters or other, you know, like your mothers having to suffer and go through these atrocities that these women are being subjected to, then it's, um, it really brings it home. And you can relate to it. Yes. And then you're maybe more inspired to do something about it. So it's a call to action. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. And I feel like that is part of my duty and my purpose in life. So you talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. your struggles as a a woman artist. Mm -hmm. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I mean, it's just everyday life, right? Like, it's a man's world out there. And even though I'm an entrepreneur and I set my own price rates, it's still uh, where male artists are being paid a solid 30% more than female artists. And it is... Um, it, it's just... Uh, women are tired of this. And we are moving in the direction where it is going to come to the forefront of everyone's attention that things really need to change. And so my struggles have just been, I'm going to pay my bills and live my life as an artist, and I don't know how the work's going to come to me. I'm just going to keep putting it out there. And even when I do get the paying jobs, um, if I don't bid lower than a man, I won't get it. It's oh, insane. No. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really is. And it's like, I'm I'm more talented. I have more, you know, right, <laughs> like, yeah. more uh, education and et cetera. But at the same time, it's like this, this will change. Yeah. And the more exposure my art gets, the more my name is out there, then the more people recognize the, the value. And then I had to go on an inner journey and learn to value myself and that I deserve to be paid the same amount because I've always been taught through our society, not necessarily my parents, but through society in general, that women don't deserve as much as a man. And so to break these barriers and to say, no, I deserve to be paid equally, or if not more, for my talent. I think we're in a really important period of time where people are becoming aware of that. I agree. And I think that is a lot to do with social media. I agree. And being able to tell the stories that for a long time weren't being told. Yeah, they were just simply brushed under the rug. Right. Yeah, and people didn't want to talk about it, you know. I think like a lot of issues right now, it's we're, we're hitting that point where it's coming, but there's that pushback wave at this sure. point. And well, people fear change. Mm-hmm. They want to keep everything status quo even if the status quo is harming them, you know? Even if it's a quid pro quo. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of politics. (laughs) So 
what are you doing next? Oh, next. I have so many adventures coming up. I'm, I'm going home for like one week, which I will use that time to clean my brushes and prepare and pack my paint. And then I'm flying to Fort Lauderdale uh, to go to Fantasy Fest in Key West, Florida, which is one of the biggest pride parades and festivals. Um, about sixty to 80,000 people will come to tiny little Duval Street on Key West, oh, wow. all looking for body paint and for adventure. And it's a big party with a huge parade. And um, I am very excited about that. So I've got a lot of bookings and work lined up for that week. And then I'll be in Fort Lauderdale for Halloween which is always a very busy time. Um, and the whole, pretty much the whole time I'll be painting for my pride community there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Wilton Manors in, in Fort Lauderdale, but it's a um, predominantly gay neighborhood and areas of, of nightclubs, and they have a huge festival and a parade, and so I'll be body painting for them as well. And I'm, I love creating my art for that community. I just love it. So, can you talk a little bit about being embraced and being beloved in the LGBTQIA community? I love it so much. I'm so grateful that they love my art and they support me. And I was recently studying the demographics of my business and trying to kind of categorize where my business is coming from, who are my clients, who's doing the bookings, who's commissioning me for events, et cetera, et cetera. And about 50% of my business really stems from the Pride community. And I am so grateful. Like, that is a huge amount of um, financial support where I am paid equally for my art and I am treated with respect as an artist. And it is um, really refreshing to be appreciated and loved. And I'm just humbled and grateful and, and will paint everything that they ask. (laughs) Well, I think that it's, we talked a little bit about your education Mm -hmm. in the fine arts painting and the slow master movement, but we didn't really talk about your style now. And I think that that style meshes so well with, um, body painting, body painting, but also your style is very colorful, whimsical. Mm-hmm. You know, you use, uh, it's almost a friendly way of talking about social issues where you've got bright colors and glitter. And it's beautiful. Masks <laughs> and, you know. And it's about really hard subject matter sometimes, or it's about things that, that people don't want to talk about. And I feel like. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but what if only our eyes saw souls instead of beauty, how very different our views of the world would be. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so with the pride community, it's all about freedom of expression and, you know, this uh, reclaiming of a sense of self and or just claiming it's a celebration mm-hmm. a of, of self, of self. Mm-hmm. because for so long with the the pride community um you know we were told to sit down and shut up and you could exist but you had to exist at the fringes and you had to you know or you couldn't you know people were killed and um are still being killed for for loving each other. And I think that that, I think awareness and education is really key. 
And to go back to that, like, that's why I do my art, is to continue um, making people aware and that they should, you know, be aware of what's happening in the world today. And through social media and through how interconnected we all are and how we can all stay in touch and around the world through this and um, the videos on social media, I think it's really bringing to the forefront the causes that so many people have suffered from for centuries. Oh, absolutely. And you are very mindful about your intention and purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel lucky. I, I've always known ever since I was a child that I am going to be a painter. And I've always known that my purpose in life is to create art. And however that's going to happen, I, told my, I think I told my mom when I was three, I'm going to be a famous painter one day. <laughs> Good luck with this. <laughs> You know, she she likes to remind me of that. And it it's just like I am the one of the lucky ones that knows my purpose. Yeah. And I have the strength and the persistence, you know, when times are tough or when it's hard that I can ask for help or I can host fundraisers or I can do things, you know, um, to bring my community together to to support the art. Yeah. And um, it's really amazing how much my community, especially I'm, I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and my Winston-Salem community is amazing. I, I don't know if I could do my art if I wasn't there because they love me so much and they support me. And for That's Korea, great. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an example how extreme it is, <laughs> when I was thinking of going to Korea, I had a total of $13 in my bank account. So, oh, boy. And I had just come off of an art show where I was painting for myself for a month, so I didn't take any commissions. And I was expecting to sell the paintings at the show, and I had only sold one. And so it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? How am I going to buy two plane tickets, one for my assistant and one for myself? And you can imagine for Korea, it's about 1000 right. to 1500 That's just kind of generally what they cost. And so I decided to reach out to my local community and um, hosted an event. And through the event, we created a fundraiser. And in one night, we raised over $2,000. And within 24 hours of me posting online that I was creating this fundraiser, I had patrons calling, I had a cash app link, and I was able to raise over six grand in in under 48 hours. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it really goes to show how the art moves people. Right, definitely. People want me to go to Korea to create art, to be the only American that went and competed and represent my country, my city, and to do well and to... To go and try and to do my art about these important, poignant subjects. Yeah. So, well, you've incredible. obviously known for a long time what you want to do. Sure. So, for any of our listeners out there who are thinking about getting into this field at any age, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? What are the main? Like the the uh, master painter told me, draw every day. So draw every day and don't give up because it. There will be times where it's tough. You will mm-hmm. have financial struggles you will have you know people sexually objectifying you or doing whatever um but you can't give up on that and honestly if I was working a corporate job that would be tough I don't think I could get up every day and put a smile on and go print copies at a you know at a factory or Mm -hmm. whatever so I think that no matter what happens just keep persevering just keep doing it and believing in yourself and for me that has been 
that was my biggest challenge when I realized all I needed to do was just simply believe in myself to mm-hmm. make my dreams come true, then they started coming true. That's awesome. You're manifesting your Ex- reality. Exactly. Speaking it into existence. Well, I think as an artist, um, you create worlds within worlds with your artwork. So why not be able to do that with your own? Exactly. And that's why I created the prosperity paintings that are now featured at your gallery. (laughs) (laughs) Available online at gallery.com. So where can people find you online? Okay. Um, If you do a simple Google search of Cheryl Ann Lipstrew, that's my website, www.cherylannlipstrew.com. It'll pop right up. Um, WordPress is great for that. I just launched my new website in July. It looks great. Thank you. It's been a very big success. I worked really hard for the whole month of July on it. Um, And I think that if they are interested in social media, just go to um, whatever social media I have, Facebook and Instagram, and it's all under my own name, so at Cheryl Ann Lipstrew. And there's links on my website as well. Right. Well, you talked a little bit about um, the community support, and we talked about social media and about the fundraising, mm-hmm. um, and also a little bit about celebrity, and those all kind of tie in. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? About being a celebrity or being a... I think so, because you, you have stepped forward... Um, and by stepping forward and being recognized mm-hmm. as an accomplished artist, sure, there there is that support network behind you. Yeah, I'm so lucky. I love my fans, and it just melts my heart. You know, when I receive um, a little drawing in the mail that a child had done, this is Cheryl Ann Skinwars. You're my <laughs> favorite artist. Like for me, that's the best compliment mm-hmm. anyone can ever tell me. You're my favorite artist, and it just humbles me again to prove that this is the purpose of my life is to be this artist and to inspire others so that celebrity status and you know syndrome where people get their egos all blown up like I'm not really interested in that type of fame but I love the inspiration where people stop and they think or they look at the colors and they look at the art and they look at the beauty and then they're doing things for themselves well, we saw that this weekend because you did um, face painting. Mm-hmm. And I remember one little girl getting so excited. She came every single day. To, to get painted, she did. <laughs> and she even drew her own designs that I brought to life on her face for her. And people got so excited to meet you. It was really amazing to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pe- amazing to feel that. Yeah. Like, I, I love the love. It's great. One lady was... Um, just gushing (laughs) out on the sidewalk and it was really nice to see that they recognized and appreciated you coming all the way to little old Ligonier Mm -hmm. when you have been to Austria to Mm -hmm. paint and Mm -hmm. China and Korea and Spain and Italy (laughs) (laughs) the list goes on yeah it it is amazing for me and I I love this experience and I loved being on Skin Wars and the the platform that it gave to put my art into people's living rooms 
people literally can go home and Netflix and chill right. with right. my art. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then they can buy a painting. <laughs> and make a baby. <laughs> um, and then, so what is your ultimate goal and kind of dream fantasy okay. where you want to... Um, that's a good question. I've got a lot of ultimate goals. I have a vision board that's like five feet across that's full. Um, but part of my big plan is I would like to open a women-run gallery in downtown Winston-Salem. Uh, I'd like to eventually converge it to a museum because we need a fine arts museum in downtown Winston. And we have a couple museums but not in the downtown area. So um, I would like to include artists that often get overlooked in museums, like folk artists and body painters and graffiti artists and all these different artists who are creating art every day, who are inspiring every day, um, and bring them more into a mainstream uh, with a traditional fine art approach of having a gallery. So I believe that that could be very successful because you could walk into the gallery and have like this immersive art experience. Especially um, being in a, a women-run business. Right. And being a female entrepreneur, you know, like you to shine is... Um, it's, it's got its challenges, and I embrace them and keep pushing forward, and I plan on, I have a lot of amazing women in my community who I've already, you know, kind of hand-selected. I want this woman to be my curator, and this woman to be my director, and this one to be, a, you know, a salesperson, et cetera, et cetera, and I believe that opening the doors for opportunities, for not just for myself to shine as yeah. a woman entrepreneur, but for other women in yeah, the community. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there needs to be more women-run galleries and, and more women shining in this business because it's a, definitely a very male-dominated business, the art world is. Well, I think the rising tide raises all boats. Yes, sir. And you've been really good about using your celebrity status and your art to lift other people up. And I enjoy that, and I want to always continue doing that, and I feel like that is part of my success, is that I have been concerned about others and lifting them up. That's amazing. Thank and we're, you. we're so happy that we had the chance to talk with you today. Yes, and hang out with you all weekend. Thank you. Me too. I'm so grateful to be here, and Leonor is an amazing talent. Everyone has been so kind. Great. Yeah. Well, if you would like to find out more about Cheryl Ann, just go to www.cherylannlipstrew.com. Mm-hmm. And we thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, all. Mm-hmm.